Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hi, and welcome to Light Hustler podcast hosted by me. Anna David, where we share our dark to find our light. In other words, these storytelling episodes are basically depraved, disgusting, horrific stories that are meant to make you feel better about your own poor decisions in life. Yes, I firmly believe that sharing our darkest and frankly, most humiliating experiences helps bring the shame out, brings us into the light, and helps those who may be struggling in shame feel like they can tell people, and then it's this freaking domino effect. So today, um, I'm going to give you an episode uh, that features Kane Holloway, the very funny Kane Holloway, gets a proper introduction in this episode. So um, yeah, that's it. Uh, and come if you haven't listened to me so far, come join us on Facebook. I've got a private membership group for you. It's free where I'm spilling all the secrets about how to share your dark to find your light through books, essays, articles, podcasts, public speaking, and more. Go to alltherightmoves.net slash group. It's A-L-L-T-H-E. W-R-I-T-E-M-O-V-E-S dot net. If you are driving, oh, slash group, if you are driving, please, please don't write that down. I value your life more than I value you coming to my group, even though I really do value you coming to my group. Enough from me. Here's Kane Holloway. He used to live in Seattle. He now lives here. Uh, He's got a a new podcast he's starting up called Well, Actually. And uh, please welcome to stage Mr. Kane Holloway. One more time for Bucky, everybody. Isn't he awesome? Oh, my God. I would not fuck with that guy, ever. I don't care how fucked up I got. Uh, I'm Kane. I'm uh, an alcoholic. And, uh, and I am an alcoholic. Like, I, I love, I'm the dunk in drunk. Like, fuck drinking it. Let's just go swimming in it, you know? And let's sink to the bottom and swallow our way to the surface. That's a, then we'll go to the bar when the pool's empty. I uh, I love drinking, but like, and I had, I couldn't make the next step to a drug problem. Like, drug problem, that's for overachievers. You know, like, there's so many steps to a drug problem. You gotta know a guy who knows a guy, and then you gotta like measure out the right amount so you don't kill yourself, and then you gotta cook your spoons and take your belt off. I don't know, I'm a D student, you know. I, I have a hard time with a corkscrew, so. <laughs> Plus my dad, he already had a dr- he's the one that had the drug problem. I don't I don't want to be a hack, you know, I want to be original. So like and he had a drug problem. He loved his drugs and he had a really horrible time keeping it to himself. Like I uh 
When I was a kid, I had my wisdom teeth pulled, and when I got home from the hospital, I'm laying in bed, and he comes into my room, and he's like, what kind of painkillers did they give you? <laughs> and I'm like, Percocet? And he's just like, oh, that's the good shit. What? I'm 13. I'm not, I'm not your coworker on workers' comp, fuckface. You gonna have all of those? No, you can't have one. Get the fuck out of here. Psychopath. I remember when I saw him snort cocaine when I was a boy, I was devastated, you know, because my dad's my hero. And, uh, they, you know, I was taught that your heroes don't do drugs. And, uh, and he's the one that taught me that. What the fuck? Like, he, he's, he's like, don't do drugs, Kane. I'm like, okay, good advice, Dad. We got something here. You might need a napkin and talk to somebody. So I thought, all right, he's, you know, he's not my hero. Maybe I'll give my love and devotion to other heroes, like, you know, like, famous actors and professional athletes. Like, they're not gonna snort cocaine, they don't have the time. It's a great decision. I'm a really lucky guy, I should go get a lottery ticket after I fucking leave here. But like, and that's not to say that I haven't done cocaine. I've done cocaine. And uh, it's fucking awesome, dude, it's so great. Like, are you shitting me? I'm alert, I'm like, I'm aware of my surroundings. Like, I, like I'm more philosophical about music. Did you guys know that a couple bumps in on a glass coffee table, uh, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up is the greatest love song ever written. Did you fucking know that shit? It is, it's the best song ever written about love ever. But you'll never know, cause you gotta work the steps, okay? I'm the only one who appreciates it. And when I did that, I started to like understand my dad a little better, you know? Like I got into his mindset and it's, yeah, you, I get it, like it's hard to be a single dad and raise two kids, you know? Especially when you spend all your money on cocaine. I mean, kids are hungry, but they're always hungry. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was hard to, it was hard to quit drinking, but it was definitely not hard to say I'm an alcoholic. Because I've been shit on my whole life. So it's just, it was like, like my dad always gave me shit for being gay. And I'm not gay, but he would, <laughs> he would say it and think it loudly to my face. Like, he, like I told him I had a crush on this girl in my chemistry class, her name was Corey. And as soon as he heard the name Corey, he's like, ugh. You're probably gay. But he didn't say it like he hated gay people. He said it more like, ugh, oh, this isn't what I ordered. Come on, man, I had one job. That got in my head. I started thinking I was gay. Like, I really did. I thought I was like, I was in, like, all of a sudden I'm in the closet and I don't know why. <laughs> like, I, like, for the first 13 years of my life, I knew women, breasts, those are my three favorite things. And then, you know, seven years after that, I'm watching porno, no bullshit, and I'm like mean mugging the penises. Like, I'm really, I'm really studying them hard. I'm like, I don't want that in my mouth, but maybe some ketchup or a glass of water. Make it go down easier. I'm just trying to be whatever he wants me to be, you know? I love my dad. He always gave, he fucking made fun of me about everything, you know? I'm just going bald, I'm overweight, or if I love mom more, like, he just, it didn't matter. He hit me, like, so by the time I got to my first AA meeting, and they're like, hey man, step one is you gotta admit you're a piece of shit and you have no control. I'm like, I got 20 years experience. I'm a fucking expert. But I'm not, but I'm no fun to drink with anyway. Like, 
Like, I love drinking, but I'm not good at it. Every, every person in my life, when I told them I'm not drinking anymore, no one was surprised. No one was shocked. Some people didn't even think I had a problem. They just didn't like drinking with me. They were just <laughs> done with it. Like, I was at a comedy club with my buddy, with my buddy Ken, and I was, he, he's like, hey, I'll get the first round. What do you want? And I'm like, I'll, I'll just get a soda water. I'm not drinking anymore. And he's like, that's good. Good idea. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? You're not going to miss your drinking, buddy? He's like, who, you? Fucking Kane, I'm gonna have three whiskeys, steal all of my cigarettes, and then cry on the Uber ride home? No, I'm not gonna miss her. <laughs> I never started any fights, but if I thought something was funny, I fucking went for it. I was out at a bar one time, and I was drinking. I, was, I, I worked for a mattress company, and we got off late, and we're at the bar, coworkers, buddies, and we're getting hammered. And we're out, in the, we're out in the smoking area, and my buddy Brian, he's this tall, big dude, lanky but fucking built, and uh, he's bragging to these girls at the smoking area how he's, he's the best bar fighter there's ever been. Like, he's, he's the shit. He's 10-0. and 0, He's undefeated. Uh, he's unmatched. He's just fucking pontificating about how he's the man. Meanwhile, I'm fucked up, and I'm trying to figure out which side of the cigarette to, to light. I'm just like... I. I keep tasting tobacco shreds on my tongue. <laughs> and finally, I zero in on him talking. I can kind of tell some people are captivated. Some of the girls are kind of annoyed at him. But all the, all the coworkers and our buddies are like, yeah, he's the man. Don't fuck with this guy. And I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if I just slapped him in the face <laughs> and knocked his cigarette right out of his mouth? That would be fucking hilarious. So I had to wait for my moment. Which was hard, because I was wobbly drunk. Like, I was, I was that type of drunk where you're like, it looks like you're trying to slowly dodge a bee. You're just like... I'm like at the end of every Mortal Kombat tournament, and just like, I'm just waiting for the guy to finish me. Come on. So I'm sitting there watching, and I waited for my perfect moment. My perfect moment came when he was just like, so yeah, when it's on, it's on, and I don't hesitate. And I cocked back. <laughs> and I fucking bitch slapped Brian as hard as I could. The cigarette exploded upon impact. I swung so hard that I spun and tripped myself. I fell down onto the ground and I am laughing my dick off. I, I have never done something funnier in my entire life. I'm laughing, so I'm laughing for three reasons. One, my timing, impeccable. When I set a goal, I fucking meet it. Two, I was so fucked up, I was just surprised I even made contact. I could have easily whiffed it and busted my ass. And three, I look up, no one else is laughing but me. That made it even fucking funnier. Do you, you know when you're like watching a movie and no one gets it and you're like, this is the shit. That's how I felt. I felt like a genius. I felt like Carlin. I was just like, dude, I'm the man. And Brian was so pissed, he couldn't understand. He was like, what the fuck? He's confused, he's angry. He's like, what the fuck, why? Why would, you, why would you do that? I'm like, shut up, Balboa, I thought you didn't hesitate. <laughs> so then he came up and he started beating me in the grass. I'm still laughing. I haven't talked to that guy since then. But when I get to step nine, I'll give him a call. <laughs> I do that too, I make fun of people too, too much. Especially when I get fucked, when I get drunk, and I've been doing comedy ten years, and uh, Jesus Christ, since I like <laughs> right before I was moving to uh, L.A., I was in Seattle. My girlfriend wanted to have all these girls over. 
Or like we don't have all our friends over, but I only have comic friends, so they're all gonna be late, they're out doing sets, but she has like regular girlfriends, and they're gorgeous, and they're just like normal people who walk this earth and guys fawn over them. And, but I'm drunk and I make fun of everybody, and I'm, I'm in a relationship with one, and my girlfriend's best friend Kelly walks up, and she's the first one done. She's beautiful, gorgeous, and I'm hammered, and I walk right up to her, and I'm like, I'm gonna ruin her night. And so, <laughs> and I love Kelly, but I, for some reason, I'm like, ah, oh, let's get her. <laughs> so I walk up to her, and I'm scanning her clothes for something to make fun of. Like I'm a 12-year-old Terminator. And I land on this belt that she has. It's out of style now, but do you remember those fucking belts, those riot shields that women <laughs> used to wear? This thing was huge. I thought she was doing it as a joke. This thing like started at the bottom of her boobs and at the top of her crotch, and then the belt buckle was the size of a semi-truck steering wheel. <laughs> I walk up to her and I'm like, Kelly, that is a hell of a back brace. Are you helping somebody move? <laughs> She's like, what the fuck did you just say to me? I'm like, hey, oh, take it easy, Floyd Mayweather. So I'm trying to work on my shit. You guys are awesome, thank you guys so much.